If you've ever been nervous about niching down or selecting a certain type of patient or condition to focus on, today's podcast is going to be perfect for you. Listen into my conversation with Dr. Neil Bulcandini, who followed his heart and passion, and he's now created a niche within a niche within a niche about a health condition that very few people know about. Talk about risky, but he is killing it. So here's my interview with Dr. Neil Bulcandini. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Welcome so much to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here as a uh, a friend and a new friend, but what I feel like is an old like soul friend. Um, I'm just so happy and excited to share what you have to say with the, our audience. So welcome. Thank you, Rhonda. I'm so happy to be on with you. Chatting with you is just really fun. So I'm just really excited for the chance to to chat and to share. Well, I'll um. Uh, you know, you and I have not known each other, but we've known of each other for much mm-hmm. longer. And um, I, I love the reason that I reached out, as you know, is because I want you to share your story about how you really leaned into your niche or the thing that you're really passionate about. And we're going to get to that. But I first, I'd like for you to just kind of share your background, you know, what you do as a chiropractor, as a, you know, functional medicine, like all the things that you have in your toolbox. And I have to say that of all the practitioners that I've worked with over the years, there are very few that are as um, skilled and widely diverse in your ability as you are. So I'll let you start that story and don't feel like you're bragging. I actually want you to brag. Sure. I want you to yeah. say all the things. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. But be- before I, before I talk about that, I would say like, I can just see this little, little window of time where I was, maybe it was in 2011. I was sitting in my, um, apartment here in Redding, California, where I live and, and I've lived here for 12 years and I was on this webinar and Rhonda Nelson is the oh. one presenting. And so, yeah, I, I was sitting there learning about hormones, thinking like, ooh, this is such expansive knowledge that Rhonda has. And I would refer to a few people to you. And so yeah. it's beautiful that many years later, like 10 years later, we have these conversations and I get to learn even more about what was behind the scenes for you. And I feel like you've done so much in healthcare. You've done so much in figuring out what's going on with people that when I tell people like, here, here's what I've done. I feel like you're like, yeah, I know that because I've, I've done a lot of that too. So um, yeah. So I feel like my, uh, my origin is chiropractic. That's, that's, I got an undergraduate degree in molecular biology. I went to work as a chemist. I didn't like the lab. I wanted to work with people. So I stumbled into chiropractic care uh, because it really helped my brother and and then it really helped me with asthma. So within four months of getting my first adjustment, I was signed up and enrolled for chiropractic college at Palmer Ooh. College of Chiropractic. So, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I went to the, the school in Davenport, Iowa, which is the, the uh, first one ever. And it's kind of the mothership. So um, I loved what I learned there. I trained with under some of the greats and uh, mentored at the largest clinic in the world and in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. 
And I learned so much about how to help people with their alignment, how to analyze the body. But, um, but then there was nothing like getting into practice and starting that taught me so much more. Yeah. So yeah. I think like as soon as I started to, to work on people and they started to come in the doors, I started to lean more on my intuition more on that inner sense of knowing. And I I started to leave the confines of what I was taught. And and then I started to enter the expand expansive boundaries or expansive landscape of what I am being taught. So the was became the am. And then I started to see patterns in people and where I needed to work in their bodies. And so I started to delve off of from, from just working on alignment and adjusting bones and joints, which I love and then to adjust the cranial bones and, and to get into working on all the organs and getting to work on all that soft tissue. Isn't I call that part, them the soft that tissue amazing. issues. amazing. I, I yeah. love that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's like, there's so much to explore. Um, I feel like I could adjust a lot in like five, 10, 15 minutes, but if I'm working on that soft tissue, we could, we could spend hours and there's still more to uncover with yeah. some patients. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I just learned a lot through that. And I started to work on um, aligning people, not only in their bodies and not only in their soft tissue and not only in the soft tissue issues, but then I started to have intuition teach me about what was going on in their hearts, what was going on in their lives and connecting all the dots so that people could get free and be extricated from whatever was restricting them from optimal alignment and health and balance and, um, and thriving. So I think that was a big door that opened up once I graduated chiropractic college. And once I ran through that door, I started to see, well, there's, there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn. So, so you really took a very non-traditional, you know, you went to through traditional schooling, but your journey has been very atypical and non-traditional. And I love, that's the one thing that I appreciate and love so much about you is that you just really open, you know, open to, instead of um, feeling like you could only stay in the box. You still were within your, you know, legal, you know, you still were practicing chiropractic, so to speak, but you were exploring all these other things because as we know, the patient is more than just bones and muscles and nerves. There's the emotional part. There's the chemical part, you know, that's the chiropractic, the triad, right. But we've got all these other facets that are involved. And so you just kind of let your heart lead and said, where does my heart feel like it needs to go? And I think we miss that so often in practice, whether it's, you know, we're, we're working just with people virtually, or we've got their hands on or some combination of both. We miss that. Sometimes we just look, we put people in a box and no one, I I think the word, the box should go away entirely. I don't think people fit into anything. You know, they just are like a thing that just, it's, it's an orb and it's constantly reshaping and moving as, you know, things happen and relationships build or they break down or there's trauma in the family or whatever it might be. Um, I, I just, I so love your approach. So about, I don't know how long, three months ago, maybe I saw you, Mm -hmm. we actually, um, met like we had met before, but, um, and had a meeting before, but I actually, you actually worked on me for the very first time. And I got to experience kind of the magic of what you do in your treatment. And it was, completely outside what I would have ever thought. So you're obviously very good at this. And I was, my, my body was, uh, the transformation was pretty ridiculous. It was pretty Mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And 
so your practice now that you've like done all this, all the things in Reading, your practice is now huge. Like you have this big wait list. Yes. People trying to get in. I know I tried to get in several times and the, I couldn't get in for like three, four months. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be back in Reading. I don't know. I, I can't need to get in right now. So how are you, how are you navigating that big wait list, that big backlog? And how does that work for you? Yeah, great question. Uh, first of all, it was a great privilege to be able to, to adjust you and to get to do, to do some body work on you. And I loved it. Uh, it was so much fun. I, I love it. I just, in, in all these appointments, I think that one, uh, those are the kinds where I get to meet somebody in that way for the first time in the office, working on their bodies with great intentionality. And I get to, we get to explore on this journey together of, of opening up alignment. And, and I love it because I can't, I can't get enough of, of that kind of a thing where we get to just have fun together. And yeah, actually the, the wait list is, is both, uh, it's a, it's I'm a, thankful for how many people want to get in. And then it, it breaks my heart when people come in and they say, Oh, I'm going to see you now. And then I can't see you till October. That's like, you know, that what people are coming in now and they'll say, yeah. I'll see you in October. Maybe I'll see you sooner. And my heart breaks on one aspect, but then I am so happy on another aspect because um, I don't want to be this person who people need every day, every week. I want to really help people um, discover how they can find out what it, what's at the root of things. How can we work on that? And how can I teach you how to keep your alignment so that you can thrive in your own life and not be reliant or dependent on anybody else? So um, so I, I really love that part of it that I think people are getting that more and more. But also I remember uh, it must have been a year ago or a little bit where we met you, me and your daughter, um, in a restaurant here in Reading from the hearth. And it was a beautiful meeting because we, we actually met for the first time then, and we got to talk and we got to share passion. And I told you kind of, I explained what I was moving towards yeah, and how I love taking care of pregnant women. And I love taking care of babies. And I love taking care of that dyad, that, that those breastfeeding issues and nursing issues that are that are tough. And it's, and it's just, I have such great pleasure in working with midwives and doulas and lactation consultants. And, uh, and it was right at that meeting, maybe right before that I had finally decided to match my desire with, and my assistant, Ashley has been hugely helpful in this. We started looking ahead six months in advance and, 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 and designating time so that only pregnant women and babies could make it into those appointment times. And so that was a big shift for me. Because I finally matched what my heart was with the ability for those to get in. So this is why I say, while my heart breaks for those who can't get in for months and months, um, the the midwives, the the lactation consultants, and the dentists who specialize in this work that helps babies and moms with their nursing issues, they know that when they have those in need, they can get into these special spots only available for those those groups. And so, I get to take care of them in their greatest time of need, and and I, and that gives me the greatest joy. So, I love it, and and I love to be able to provide what it feels like there's, there's very little else that can help in that time of need for them. And especially having, we have um, my wife, my wife, Dawn, and I have three little ones. There's six, nearly four, nearly two. And, uh, and I've seen my wife have three children at home. And, you know, when, 
when a pregnant mom needs something, you just want to be able to help them. And right. so I feel right. like that's been a, a big sense of purpose and conviction in me is to, is to be in this alignment of time where I'm actually able to deliver that to those people. You know, I, well, first of all, that was one thing that I just fell in love with what you do and you as a human being, because you're speaking my language. Like those are my <laughs> people too. Like yeah, oh, yeah. it's my favorite, favorite people to work with is that those mamas, you know, that need that help. But I love that you, I, I want to really drive home this distinction between what you already know you can do and be successful clearly in the, the chiropractic adjusting, doing the visceral work and the cranial work and digging into the emotions and all the things that you do. And you are so good at that. People are waitlisting mm-hmm. out to see you. You could have just stayed there because you love it. Mm-hmm. You love yeah. it and you're good at it. And you, you have a passion for it. Like you said to, you know, when you and I got together, like, that's what you love. It just lights you up. But yet there's this little spot in your soul that says, yeah, I'm good at that. But there's this other thing that just like makes my soul ignite in a way Mm. that that other thing that I'm already really good at doesn't. And, and I love and have so much respect for the fact that you listened and you leaned into that because anytime we do something scary and really what you did was you, you'd established yourself as being good at the one thing, but then you said, yeah, but I'm going to really specialize or niche down into this other thing. And you kind of alluded to it. So I'll let you let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. But that specialty that you've done has now opened up a whole nother world of possibility for you. And I think that between the two, between doing the visceral, you know, chiropractic, all the muscle nerve work and all that side, and then being able to lean into taking care of these moms and these babies, that's just feeding your soul and filling your heart. I think that you've just been able to kind of balance the two and you didn't have to give up the one in order to have the other. You just were really able to kind of navigate both and say, yeah, this is my, this is the thing I want to do. And I'm going to create a special space on my calendar to only serve those people. Oh, I love that. So now Neil, tell us what it is specifically that you are helping these moms with which is a niche within a niche, within a niche, within a niche. I mean, it's yes. like the tiniest little sliver <laughs> niche. It's so slivery. So tell us about that. Ooh, actually, that's a great segue. It's it's the tiniest, tiniest little slivery. Yes, that is... <laughs> it is a good segue, isn't it? I, I gave it away without giving you it away. You totally gave it away. Okay. So yeah, this is, there is, there is this area of, well, when a baby is trying to nurse, is trying to latch, and is trying to get that milk, whether it's out of the mom, you know, breastfeed, or whether it's out of the bottle, and and all this gas and 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 just the baby's writhing. And they call it colic, but really we know that that's just a word that explains the baby's struggling. We don't know why, but it's when that baby can't get milk out and gets really sleepy on the breast, and then just can't get the milk out that they need. Um, so many times, so many professionals will say, well, that's just not working. Do something else. You know, there's countless things they'll say. Um, but if, if, uh, if somebody who knows what they're doing and we, and I work with some amazing people who can analyze this, if they look under the tongue and they see the frenulum that's under there is really rigid, really tight. And it's, there's too much of it just genetically or hereditarily, um, 
then that tongue can't lift well. And then, and then the baby can't get a good latch on the breast. But then also if under the lip, there's a restriction in fascia, that frenulum that won't lift as much. Then there are five other potential ties in the mouth. They're called oral ties. They're called oral restrictions, tongue ties, lip ties, cheek ties. All these things mean tight frenum, tight yeah. fascia, tight yeah. tissue. And, and that just means the baby can't get a good latch and then they can't get milk out. And the, the end of that is some of the, the more severe cases are ba- baby has failure to thrive. Yeah. So what we have, what I like love to be able to do is to have those moms as, you know, I love, I love moms when they're pregnant with their little one looking ahead and we'll say, okay, when baby's born, bring baby in and we'll check you both out. And, and if I see it, uh, I'll be able to see, Ooh, that's t- let, let's, let's do some body work to get that mouth moving more freely and get all of that tissue opened up so that you can actually breastfeed the way you need to. And so it's not painful or, uh, cause sometimes it can lead to cracked nipples, you know, it's to, to, to get too, too, too graphic here, but it's like, you know, bloody cracked nipples yeah. and, and it's just so painful, painful for mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then baby gets all this gas built up. And, and so, so, um, in the diaphragm, the stomach, the gut area, and it is just, Ooh, no wonder that baby can't sleep. No exactly. wonder that baby's quote unquote fussy. So whether it's me spotting it or whether it is the lactation consultant who refers to me as the specialist or, or the, or like I said before, the midwives, the doulas, the, um, the dentists in town who were the one who specializes in this, um, I get to see them and I get to help them and, and, and I get to help them so that I loosen up those tight areas and baby can feed better and the gas is less or gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is a magical thing in and of itself. Um, equally, I love the partnership that I have with the lactation consultant and the dentist yeah. in, in when those cases are just th- that frenulum is too tight and no amount of body work is going to help it. Um, then I love to be able to refer and partner with a dentist who's a specialist in our area, Dr. Barnhart, who, who will take, um, that frenulum and in her case uses scissors to, to remove that tissue and to get that area opened up. And, and it's night and day often after that surgery. And, um, I also co-manage cases with a dentist or an ENT in LA who comes up to the Bay area several hours away and some in Southern Oregon, and then some in the, in the Sacramento area. So whoever it is, I love that I get to work with them because they do what no one else can do when it's that tight and when it's that severe and when it's that restricted. And so hats off to them. But what I love to do with them is to provide a collaborative approach where I do pre-op body work to help prepare the baby so that the surgery is the most successful and then post-op body work so that I can keep that movement optimal and keep breastfeeding optimal and yeah. find those tricky to solve areas that sometimes nobody else can spot. And, um, that alone is, I, I, I could do that. I would do that all day. See, I would there do that you go. off the hours. There you go. Because it's lights. It, it like lights your soul on fire. Like your, your purpose, your mission, your passion. Like if you could change the world, Neil, you would say, I want to change the world one mama and one baby at a time. Yeah, I want to get my hands on every mama and every baby and make sure that these tongue ties are not restricting baby's ability to feed latch and that the mama is healthy. We want to get that oral restriction freed up. So we don't have to go into any big detail about this, but you and I know 
And for those of you listening, if you don't know what, you know, oral restrictions are, it's, it's when I said, it's a sliver as a sliver of a sliver, that really was a good analogy. I kind of came upon that, but (laughs) you know, that little frenulum is just this little sliver, but sometimes it can get thick or tight as Neil mentioned, but when you've got oral ties in the mouth as an infant, and you don't realize it, it leads to a host, a long list of other health issues that can happen down the road. And we don't have time today to get into that. Maybe we can do that another, another day. But what my point I want to make here or question I want to ask you is, you know, you, you already were super successful, but now you've just kind of said, I'm going to go over here, but I'm not just going to go over here and do it on my own. You created and built out by having conversation with people, this collaborative network that really allowed you to cross feed and help each other for the ultimate benefit of the patient. I think sometimes practitioners think, well, it's my way. Like I have my way of doing it and I don't, I don't want anybody else to come and play in my garden with me. Right. But Mm -hmm. you took a completely different approach and you said, well, who else do I need to have in my network to be able to refer to but remember that all that re- remembering that all those people are still serving the same person, right? The dentist that is specializes in oral ties, she's still serving the mamas and the babies. She just has a different skill set than you do, right? Her angle is just so different. So I love that not only you found the niche, but then you also built out that network. So how important has that network been to you being able to grow into this arm of what you do? Yeah, I would say it has been invaluable. Um, there, there is no greater, when I see a patient, it was just yesterday and then the day before, and they come in and they're talking to me, well, their parents bringing in their baby. Um, and, and they say, and I share with them and I said, yeah, I was just chatting with Dr. Barnhart, Ruth Ann, the the lactation consultant and the dentist. And we were talking about Henry and then talking about this case and that part. And they said, we just love that you talk to each other. It's so great. And we so appreciate you. And so I, I let the others know in our, in our Voxer thread, I said, just so you know, they said that. And, and, and it's, it's like, whenever I hear that more and more now, and when that sense of expression comes across from a parent or a person or an an older one, who's who I'm walking through this journey, whether they're seven, eight or 49 years old, and they're going through this process with oral restriction or tongue tie, the collaborative approach brings such relief and such peace to these patients. And I, and that, that that's right there, that, that just ignites and reignites that spark. Yeah. And, and because of that, I feel when that person is settled and feels safe and taken care of, they're going to receive more wisdom, instruction, and I think more benefits because they're going to, they're going to be open to that. And so not only has it helped with the, each appointment, each person, each yeah. part of the journey, But I feel that we're, we're widening our ability to catch things when they go wrong. And I don't mean wrong as in like we make mistakes, but you know, whenever, whenever some, one of us on the team misses something, we say, Oh, I missed that. And then they'll catch it. And even though we have completely different work, we can still really work together and get people further way faster with more happiness. And I think that the, the end result is that you are really delivering and serving your, the people that you, that, that come to you with these issues, with this, these oral yeah. restrictions or suspected oral restrictions, you know, I think it's a preventative thing. Right. Yeah. And then there's a whole nother conversation about what do moms need to do while they're pregnant, yes. right. Then there's that right. Babies are now, we see so many more of these restrictions. I would venture to say 
98% of children born probably have oral ties. Maybe it's a hundred percent. I mean, I, it's, I believe it's due to environmental toxicity, inability of the liver to clear poor gut health, et cetera, nutritional deficiencies. And there's a long list, but my, what I want to say is that once that patient feels very loved and very well taken care of, which is a completely different model, this collaborative model is a different model than what they're used to experiencing when they just go see their chiropractor or they go see their medical doctor, or they go see a massage therapist. Massage therapist never says, listen, I I'm collaborating with these other two people. And here's what I want to tell you. We, we don't, we often don't build those networks out. So we can't provide that kind of support. But when the patient knows that they're being taken care of on multiple fronts, like everybody's rooting for them, imagine how that patient feels. And then once the situation is resolved, or once they've received that care, what are they going to do? They're just going to talk to everybody about it. And then all of a sudden, then their friends start to come in and you have more opportunity for growth, but you even more important, you have more opportunity to serve and be able to impact more people. And then we come back to the crux of the problem, Neil, you're just too dang good at what you do. (laughs) We need to have more Neils in the world. That's what we need is more Neils. So how are you working on having more of you? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such a good time in life where I feel excited and ready for that. Uh, a few years ago, when people started to say, Neil, when are you going to train someone to do what you do? You, what you do is so unique. Nobody else does it. I can't, I want to come to you, but if I can't get in to see you, when are you going to train somebody? And, and I yeah. just, I just thought, mm, no, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, it wasn't the time and place, but now in the last several months, I have really felt the provocation and, and the excitement about doing that. And, and I have, uh, you know, now for a half year, I've, I've taught tongue tie technique workshops on a technique that I've created and, um, protocols that I've created on how to work on these little ones and adults that have these oral restrictions. And, uh, your daughter, Ashley, who's an extraordinary massage therapist, she was helped me set up the first one and she's attended them. So, um, so the opportunity to teach massage therapists, other body workers, and even some midwives and doulas and lactation consultants and physical therapists and chiropractors. I've, I've started to teach more and more, and uh, I'll be coming up to teach my third workshop here in July later this month. Um, and so I'm spreading myself out. I'm giving myself out in that way, teaching more people, especially one who's going to come from a couple hours away so she can see her patients with this knowledge. Um, then also uh, you know, I'm going to allude to the Institute that I am forming that is in its early stages, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm forming a team finally. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I brought on a therapist who's seeing her patients, uh, clients out in her office right now for mental health. I've, I've also, um, we're, you know, we're building our lactation consultant team. Uh, we're, we're talking with, um, there's massage therapists who will start interning for me, um, as soon as next week. And then there's uh, another craniosacral therapist who does visceral work who will be coming on soon and a Pilates so this, and movement all person. This networking, you know, you're just bringing yes. people in. So what's the name of the Institute? Uh, you know what? I, I can't unveil it because okay. I don't know it. I don't know it. Oh. I'm waiting on the right name. I thought okay. I knew it. This is just like our first child. I, we thought we knew her name all up until really right before she was born. And then all of a sudden, Don and I looked at each other and we thought, that's not that's her not name. The right name. Oh, so you're still reworking your name. Still okay. reworking our name. 11 days after my daughter was born, we both knew 
my wife knew her first name and I knew her middle name and that was it. And so we're kind of, you know, a little bit in the 11th day here <laughs> with my institute. And I'm like, it's going to come anytime. It's going to come anytime. Uh, my, my technique name is the soft technique and the SOFT stands for stomatonathic oscillatory fascial touch technique. Like we're going to be able to re-say that. So we're going to call it just the soft, soft technique. Thank you very just much. Just the soft technique. Yes. And that's yes. the main goal is that people feel softening of their bodies, softening of their emotions, softening. And yeah, the rest of the words will be fun when um, we have trivia nights or <laughs> yeah, things right? like that. So yeah. how can someone, if someone, well, if I have a practitioner listening or um, even a patient listening or a practitioner has a patient. And I know you're in Northern California and right now, you know, your team is in Northern California, but ultimately, you know, the goal would be that you can really get your technique, do what you spread, take what you do, and then educate as many people as we can, because we need more needles. Like we need yes. more people that can do what you do so that we don't have patients that have to, you know, come and live in Northern California for a, a period of time to be able to get the work done. So if someone wanted to contact you about, either taking one of your courses or, you know, attending a seminar or interning with you, or they just want to know more, maybe bringing you out to do a workshop locally, whatever that looks like, whatever you want to do, how would be the, what, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, that's so great. Dr. Neil team at gmail.com is one good way. And that's a DR for doctor. And then N E E L, which is how you say my name and then team T E A M at gmail.com. And my assistant Ashley can field all of these inquiries uh, my website is www.neilbolchandani.com. So it's just my first name, last name. And, um, and that is where they can get a hold of me, see my trainings. But then, um, you know, and I teach workshops for movement. I teach workshops for professionals who need help with this tongue tie world. And I also um, offer going into whether remotely or in person dental offices or osteopath offices um, who want to know more about this collaborative approach and how to build it, I can consult them. And I'm consulting one right now in, in just helping them build the infrastructure they need and know who they need and right. know what right. they need. It's so, such, it's such, I love that you have really gone down this road. And my daughter, as you've mentioned, like she's just as passionate about it. In fact, her youngest child was born with multiple, um, oral restrictions and had surgery and some of them worked and some of them didn't, but, she, but he was, he's able to nurse and he was able to nurse successfully and he wasn't doing well at first. So I literally have seen it work and I am so thankful yes. for your impact in my sweet daughter's life and how you've impacted my little grandson. And, um, I am so thankful to have you on the podcast and I can't wait for people to reach out to you for those that either have someone that they want to refer or what my hope is, is that they would want to take your vision, be passionate, that it lights that soul thing for them on fire. And they're like, yes, the, this is the drumbeat of my tribe. These are where my people are. This is where my yes. heart is. And this is where I'm supposed to go. It doesn't mean that you can't keep doing what you're doing. It means that you start to bring in the thing that lights you up. And pretty soon you start to develop that thing and create that niche where that's what you're known for. And Neil, that's what you're, you're really doing is you're kind of recreating yourself in a way into a new niche. So thank you so much for sharing all of your information will be in the show notes. So for those of you listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to find it um, in the show notes or in the YouTube uh, comments. So Neil, thank you so much. You are just such a joy in my life. I have so much respect and appreciation for you. Thank you so much, Rhonda. It's been so much fun. It's been a privilege to get to be on this uh, chat with you and 
Um, yeah, I would love to do another one. I just find myself thinking, ooh, I didn't even get to talk about my frequencies, how I use sound, frequency. We have liquid, so much to talk about. So can light. we do- Can we do another podcast? Yes, let's do it. Let's talk about all the other things, technology and lasers and all the things that I use to help free up these restrictions. And also um, just just wanted to say, yeah, tremendous thanks and um, gratitude to you for bringing me on to your podcast and also for all the advice that you've given me. It's been invaluable. I just know a big part of my growth in this new me is is thanks to wonderful mentors and colleagues and, and you're one of them. So well, thank you. I am so blessed to have you and, uh, and yeah, I'm excited to share again when that okay. opportunity comes. So stay tuned. Another episode with the famous Neil is coming <laughs> up soon. Take care my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, did you just totally love that? I tell you, Neil is such an inspiration. I just, not only do I have so much respect for him as a clinician, but I also so value his friendship. So first, let me spell his name for you, and then I'm going to tell you where you can go find him. So his website is www.neel, N-E-E-L, and then it's Bulkandini, it's B as in boy, U-L-C-H-A-N, D is in dog, A-N-I, so bulkandini.com. So neilbulkandini.com. There is a ton of information on his website about the cool things that he's doing, especially he's got some classes and workshops. And as I mentioned, he is in Northern California, but he has a tongue tie technique workshop that he's doing. And he also has his workshops that he does on what he calls moving into it. And these are just movement workshops that really tune into the body's way of healing and restoring optimal health. So his website's got some great information. He's got some links and resources resources and all kinds of things. So I highly recommend that you reach out to him. Um, You can grab him, email him, contact him through his website. So anyway, thanks, huge thanks to Neil for being on the podcast. And I hope that this inspires you to really listen to your heart, follow your heart and lean into the thing that just lights your soul on fire. It doesn't mean you have to give up all the other things that you're good at. You still can do those too. But you can really lean into that thing that even if it's something that just is important to you, just do it. Because if it's important to you, it's going to be important to some other people too. And you'll start attracting those right people into your world. And I just want you to live the most fulfilled and satisfied and happy life as a practitioner doing what you love. So Neil is just such a great inspiration. So friend, thank you for hanging out with me again on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I'll be back next week. Oh, 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 oh,